Hello, everybody, and welcome to Press X to Revolution, episode 9 for October 13th, 2021. This episode is going to be a little bit different. One, because it's our first episode that we intended on recording live. I don't know if you caught last week's episode, but I accidentally record, <laughs> recorded last or accidentally went live with last week's episode on my own channel. So we ended up doing a live show last week and it went really great. It was a lot of fun. And we thought, why don't we just do this show live normally? So we're doing it live and that's going to be fun. Uh, this episode is also a little bit different because normally there's other co-hosts on the show. Alan uh, is taking a much needed time to spend some time with uh, some of his good friends that are in town from out of town. And Andrew is under the weather. So thoughts, prayers, good vibes, be sent out to Andrew this week. I am mostly going to be focusing on Metroid Dread, which is a brand new game from Nintendo that's been hyped a lot. It's getting a lot of critical praise. It's the first Metroid game in 19 years, I believe. The And it's the first 2D Metroid game, first 2D Metroid game since the Game Boy Advanced, if I'm correct. The Metroid Fusion games were on Game Boy Advanced. My experience, if we're going to go ahead and share this, my experience with the Metroidvania genre, which can we talk about how weird it is that there's a genre that's just named after two games? It's just a mashup of Metroid and Castlevania. I don't even know if the first couple of Castlevanias fit this, but um, yeah. Metroidvania is such a weird name, but I don't have a lot of experience with the genre. Um. Let's see. I've played um I played Castlevania Harmony of Despair. That was a game that came out with uh, Xbox Live Arcade and that was a multiplayer focused Castlevania game where you had individual characters that you could level up and it was really weird um because it was very different from the other games. The maps were relatively small and they were the same every single time and you would play the same maps over and over to level up and upgrade your weapons that were persistent throughout the games and you'd play um multiplayer oh hold on i have a uh, request here from someone named the library of alexander who's asking for a link let's see i will invite him to the stream here host chat Now, so something I make sure also checks out Castlevania Advanced Collection on Switch. Yeah, the Castlevania Advanced Collection just came out on Switch, which I believe is a bunch of 2D Metroids that were on the DS. I've heard they're very good. I would like to check them out, but I, I haven't played any of the other Castlevania games at all. Um, I've never played any of the previous Metroid games, even though everyone says that Super Metroid holds up. There's a thing when it, when it, it comes to uh, going back to old games, we have to have a certain you have to have a certain level of let's see am i muted is that what is that what people are saying here two is this what it's like to be in a zoom meeting <laughs> let's see yes awesome oh okay so the castlevania collection is a uh, game boy advance uh castlevania games that are coming back thank you uh briefly again for that uh update Let's see. Get Alan in here. Let's see here. Alan, can you hear me? Yes, I could hear you on the stream. Dude, I didn't know that you were, like, planning on coming. I would have sent you the invite. You usually shoot a hey. Well, I usually... Are y'all coming? Usually do, but I didn't want to bother you if you were hanging out with your friend. I mean, I am hanging out with my friend. I'm going to... I will... I'm Like, I'm, cut, I'm hard cutting it in an hour. So okay. even if you're still going, I got to drop off. Um... But we just we when we finished dinner and everything, and I was like, I'm gonna jump on this real quick. So so yeah yeah. I hey everybody, for, I can join for a little bit. If I need is, if I need to go, I'll just cut out. Sounds good. This is Alan from the Library of Alan Zandri. He has a bookish channel as well. He's the normal host. How's it going, man? It's going good, Michael. Michael, these people know who I am. We're, I just, we we, I did, just, we did this. We literally did this last Wednesday. Well, we did on my channel last Wednesday. Are we not on your channel? Are we? No, on, we're, are we we're on the Press X channel. Yeah, this is the Press X channel. Oh, okay. I mean, look, look, Michael, people tune in to hear us argue. That's why people are here. Well, they, you know, <laughs> they're here to listen to us argue. Something I want to announce quick before we dive back into my uh, Metroidvania rant is oh 
if you check the description down below, there's this is now a Discord. You can now join a Discord where we talk about Press X to Revolution stuff. Oh, did we make it public? I did. I made a link. Nice. So nice. I don't like your channel names. Like, what's your PC Master Race? Sony Sony Frick fans or whatever. Yeah, Sony Fan Frick. So you know, it's accurate. It's not. I think it is. It's it's totally accurate. Michael. Michael, and I listened. It, I listened to you talk about King Killer, and lose your mind yeah for 30 minutes yeah what was the relevance to this i'm just saying i'm i'm i don't know i'm just i'm i'm dunking on you i'm, I'm trash okay. talking you what i want to say is i i uh am not really familiar with the metroidvania genre uh really? i played i played guacamelee i played guacamelee 2 guacamelee I, rogue legacy is more of a roguelike but it's also kind of metroidvania i played that Guacamelees. <laughs> Guacamelee is very good. It is. I mean, it's okay. Guacamelee is a Metroidvania where you are a luchador. I know what it is. Oh, I'm just explaining it to the people out there in case oh. they don't know. There's people <laughs> listening. Right. Remember, we're doing it live? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Guacamelee is a game where you're like a regular dude who accidentally gets luchador powers. And it's freaking amazing. It's like like Mexican inspired and it's so cool. My uh fan is playing. We watched him play uh yesterday we watched him play or this this whole week we've watched him play um Hollow Knight which okay. is like a Dark Souls meets Metroidvania. So I've played a decent number of hours of hours of Hollow Knight. Surprisingly, I have not beaten Hollow Knight. That's that's how's that surprising? That game's yeah, hard. It's surprising. Well, but it's so good it's so though. Like it's yeah. it's it's the first game post Dark Souls that I ever played that gave me Dark Souls vibes, but it was also, yeah. you know, a Metroidvania type thing, which yeah, I like I said I had never I'd never experienced it. All this play, to say, you didn't play Symphony of the Night, like played, that's where I've that's where it, I, finish it. I mean that's where the freaking that's where the Metroidvania genre comes from. That it's and that Metroid Symphony. and Metroid. I mean, then it was just called a Metroid game. Yeah. It wasn't until Symphony of the Night that it became like a, a Metroidvania game. I had to play it, but of course I haven't beaten it, Alan. Come on. You the, beat, fir you the first message in our Discord Symphony. that people see is that I don't finish series. Sometimes I don't even finish games. You didn't you you so you but you played Symphony of the Night? I played some of Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Then why are you saying this is the first Metroidvania game you played? Because it is still. I didn't beat it. Like I've played little bits of pieces, is what I'm trying to say. Except for Guacamelee uh, 1 and 2. Did you ever play the? There was something for PlayStation, a uh, like an like an indie Metroidvania game that got really good reviews. Talking like Axiom Verge, maybe I'll look it up. Axiom Verge was another really popular one that I I have, but I have not played. I don't think it's Axiom Verge. All this to say, Metroid Dread is freaking incredible. It feels so good, and it's so good that it makes me want to go back and play past Metroids. It also, it's it's a thing that I can't stop playing, and I have not experienced just like this much joy for a video game in a very very long time. It was like mother of pearl. The thing the thing about this game is it feels good to move around. It's so smooth. The like shooting controls, it gives you 360 controls if you press a certain button. They're so great. You start with a slide mechanic and you only earn more movement mechanics and power mechanics as you go. Because that's the type of game that this is where you, you go through a level and there's places you can't go, things you can't access. Uh, one topic we could discuss maybe later on is, is Arkham, or, uh, Arkham Asylum, a, um, a Metroidvania. Because I feel like Arkham Asylum is almost a Metroidvania. It's just 3D. I don't think so. It's fair. It has a lot of similar elements. Yeah, it's not the it same does. spirit. It's 3D, but yeah, well, I don't think it has. Um, you're revisiting the same areas I? constantly with new like abilities to be able to unlock yeah, new areas and stuff. But though it, it's not big enough, like it's not. You can't really get lost in a in Arkham Asylum. That's, I don't think I don't think the area is big. the The world is big enough. That's the reason why I was afraid of playing. So. When it comes to classic games, classic games a lot of times were were groundbreaking in a lot of ways, but they the developers that were making classic games didn't always have the practice of modern games when they were making them. So I'm afraid of going back to Super Metroid because I don't want to end up in a place where I'm just lost and I have absolutely no idea where to go. Metroid yeah. Dread 
does not have that problem or if it does it's the developer's hand is so present and so invisible in um in in metroid dread that it, it it's it feels mastercrafted in the way that like dark souls movie feel mastercrafted where sometimes i feel like i don't know where to go but the game will naturally steer me away from areas i can't go to and will naturally steer me towards the areas i can go to Sometimes when I think I need to backtrack, I'll realize I can't actually backtrack yet in a certain area, and it will allow me to only progress. That in combination with with the controls feeling so smooth, the Samus just being a freaking boss. Like, she's so cool in this game. And every single ability that you unlock just feels so... It feels like every single ability you unlock, whether it's large or small, feels like you're like, oh, now I can go to so many more places because the visuals on the the ways that you can access new areas with the powers is so well done that every single thing you do in the game makes you feel like you're making massive leaps forward every single item you get makes you feel like you're so much more powerful than you were before and the bosses require you at least the bosses that i've seen so far it's hard for me to know like the progress of like how far i am and i don't want to give spoilers but the the um way that the bosses require you to use every single one of the abilities that you acquired thus far instead of being something like a zelda which i played lots of zelda games you normally get the new item and then you use the new item and you're done the way that every single boss builds upon itself in this in dread is freaking incredible and so all of this is stacked on top of just like the fact that the story i've never played a metroid game before this especially a metroid game this, there's a little bit of a, a story um, recap at the beginning of the game and that along with just some really good environmental storytelling has made this be like I care about what's going on even though Samus barely talks someone says she never talks she talks in at least one cut scene though she only says one sentence that I've seen so far she she talks a little bit there is environmental storytelling there are some cut scenes you're learning new things it's so freaking atmospheric and everything in the game pushes you towards like Samus is a boss, but she's also starting to encounter some like almost godlike level things. And so she still feels out of her element in certain places. It's the perfect balance of like isolationism. And also you're gaining enough powers that you, you feel like you're getting so much more powerful, but there's still enemies coming along that are powerful. The bosses as they come, like it does the dark souls thing where like you fight a boss at one point and then later on you fight the same boss. And it goes from being like a major big deal to like, this is kind of just like another regular mini boss. So you're, you're required to just get good at the game, which I've been tweeting a lot on my Twitter account. Just my children making fun of me for being bad at this game. It's tough. There's a lot of bosses that I've died on. But Metroid Dread is easily going to be a game of the year contender for many people, including myself, because it's just like next level game design all combined into this wonderful package that makes me feel excited for games that I have it in just a really long time. It's so good. I wish you had a. I know we, we have all this beef about Switch's, you know, console war stuff. I wish you had a Switch so you could play this game, Alan, because it's very, very good. Look, Michael, look at how surprised I am that everyone's giving a mainline Nintendo title, Metroid, Zelda, or Mario, all the praise. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so shocked that, uh, that everyone loves the new first party, one of their only three flagships. So the, that everyone Metro loves the new Metroid game. Metroid is, it's barely a flagship. It's one of their least best sellers. Though I think this game is actually going to sell really well because of a lot of different factors. But... I will say, sometimes it feels like every time a Nintendo game comes out, people praise it too much, right? You, you, what do you mean it sometimes feels that way? You mean it literally happens every time a new Nintendo game comes out? Some, I, I think frequently it's not deserved, right? There's a lot of Zelda games that I think have been overpraised. Though I Skyward think Breath of the Sword. Wild does some interesting... Skyward Sword Sky is not... Skyward it's Sword trash. It's not that good. It's not I, that good. I will say that. I'm playing that for the first time, like, now, and it's not that good. Um that and mario odyssey is a game that i had a lot of joy when playing mm -hmm. but i think maybe that game gets a little bit too much praise because there's a lot of great fan service moments as someone that loves mario i'm a huge mario fan i think odyssey sometimes gets too much praise when it it's a good game it's not as good as people say it is i think breath of the wild actually is very excellent in a lot of ways that being said games like um 
uh, Link Between Worlds, which I, I I very much enjoyed Link Between Worlds, but people act like it was the second coming of Zelda. Link Between Worlds isn't that good. It's Link, okay. be- Link Between Worlds is okay. It's like it's almost like a remake of Link to the Past, which but I love. Link- good. I love Link to the Past. It's not as mysterious, right? Link to Link uh, Link to the Past is one of those Zelda games that exists where there was still a lot of times when you could get lost and you didn't know exactly what you were supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. But also, it was old. It was in a generation where that was very common, and it had so many innovative things about it. Yeah, Metroid Dread feels like like a next level thing to me like it doesn't just feel like oh this is a very good game now i haven't played metroid before as someone that hasn't played this genre before i'm like this game is freaking good like it feels good i can't stop thinking about it i can't stop playing it everybody online is talking about it right now and i think it's totally deserved and because as because as we know that if something is popular that must make it good well, Everyone's talking about it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so that means that the Wheel of Time show is going to be fantastic, right? It's going to be amazing. Brady Flanagan true. says Arkham City is not a, a Metroidvania, but Ar- uh, Arkham Asylum is. That's I, if I said Arkham I City, I meant Arkham Asylum. No, 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 no. no. He's he, the, uh, he's counter, countering what I'm saying. Um, oh, okay, I, okay. Like I can, I I don't consider every single game where like you have to have an upgrade to go to a different area. I don't consider that like I don't consider Zelda an, no, a Metroidvania game, but I think Zelda it's the does fact that. that you're, resi- you're revisiting so many of the same areas, but a new item that you've got allows you to go to somewhere new. I don't think. Well, I don't want to say I don't think Arkham Asylum, Arkham Asylum uh, rewards you for that. Arkham Asylum, while I think Arkham Asylum is very good, and it's also like one of the first waves of like super good licensed games that we got. Which I know yeah, I liked Asylum. Games. I played Asylum and City, except for the freaking riddler challenges that kept me from well my that's the thing 100%. so when i explore something in metroid dread i get an upgrade that's freaking useful in some way i don't think the riddler challenges were appropriate uses for like oh i now can unlock this area of the map it's a riddler challenge that was not very good compared to metroid dread it's like sometimes you freaking find a plus 10 missile thing or sometimes you find like and the way that metroid dread sometimes makes you think you're exploring a side area but all of a sudden it becomes a major important item you're like holy yeah. frick that was just important and now i could go all these other new places yeah it's so good i just unlocked a new area in metroid dread that i won't spoil but there's a lot of environmental storytelling going on and i happened to get a bunch of freaking power-ups like i fought three bosses semi close to each other got a bunch of freaking power-ups at once and now i'm just like I can freaking go everywhere now. And I don't know how far I am in the game. There's no real way to, like there's a, it says your total item percentage, but I think that includes like tons of optional items. So I have no idea how far I am in the game, but holy crap, is it good? Is that why the thumbnail is, is Samus? Because. Because I had to talk about Metro Dread a lot. you really like Metro Dread. I have to freaking talk about Metro Dread and it's brand new. So like we had to talk about it. Plus a lot of people in my discord have been talking about Metro Dread too. Oh, uh, so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I know you don't have a video game section in your discord. Like you guys aren't cool over there, but. Um, I do. I have a section where you can talk about video I ne- games. Or I never games. do. I probably muted it. So. Why? You can talk about games. Because now we have the Press Extra Revolution Discord for people who yeah. just love video games. I mean, that's true. I do like video games, but I mean, if. if... If you're just joining us, there's a Discord now for this show. It's I'll be by myself in my freaking my freaking Sony channel. Let's see. I don't, I don't have a Switch. You mean there's a mainline Nintendo game where the main character says things other than grunts? Um, that's right, other M. Do you count that one? Because I heard that Samus talks a lot in it. She has daddy issues and stuff. People didn't like it. That's not. That's probably not a mainline one. It's probably not first party. I got bored with Super Mario Odyssey. This is Pete. He says, I got bored with Mario Odyssey because it felt like a lesser version of Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I don't think that's true. Super Mario Galaxy was very cool. I, okay. I think Super Mario Galaxy sometimes gets a little bit more love than I feel like it deserves. Like, What about Galaxy 2? I haven't played Galaxy 2. But Galaxy 1 is like, I took the things from Super Mario 64 but I took away any of the, like, I have to figure out how the stars are. And in Super Mario Galaxy, it's just like, go here and go here. And it's fun. It's very fun. Um, the, the soundtrack in Super Mario Galaxy is amazing. But, um, okay, how many Emmys have I killed? I think four. But maybe five. There's seven Emmys in the game. 
which if, if you're not aware, this is one of the ways I've seen people try to track progress in this game. There are these like super powerful robots at the beginning of the game. They explain that there's these super powerful research robots that were sent to this planet to research what was going on. For some reason, they went offline and in the trailers, it's like, oh, they're bad now. Uh, and you, you, it's there. They are bosses in the game. Essentially. I think I've killed three or four of the, maybe five of the Emmys. It's hard to tell. Let's just say this. Um, uh, no, I don't want to spoil anything. Frick. I don't know how to talk about it. Galaxy two is better says Pete than galaxy one. I, I played galaxy one when they did the uh, remaster collection thing on the switch of like super Mario 3d world or sorry, super, not super Mario 3d world, super Mario uh, 64 sunshine and galaxy. I played all three of those games back to back. I think 64 this is my nostalgia fighting here i think 64 is very good and i think that it still holds up in some ways though it doesn't hold up in a lot of ways uh gallic or sunshine we've talked about this briefly terrible it's it's both better than people say and worse than people say there's some really bad stuff it can't be worse than people say there's some there's some bad stuff in in sunshine that doesn't hold up and galaxy was completely competent in every way so that's what it is what have you been playing, Alan? Um, I am trying to wrap up Assassin's Creed Unity because it's boring. Um, there was finally a guillotine. There was one okay. in, uh, in chapter freaking 12. And then, like, there's one guillotine. They guillotine the king. And then it's like, Robespierre's taken over. He's got guillotines working day and night. I didn't see one more. I didn't see one guillotine. I I expected to, to see those things, shing, like heads flying. Nothing, Michael. This is the most boring game to take place in the French Revolution, which, you know, it's called the Reign of Terror. What? Yeah, yeah. Where, where? Where was the Reign of Terror? You mean the Reign of walking around and, like, standing among peasants doing nothing? Like, it's the it's the it's the reign of boring is what it is. But I beat the main game and then I beat the um the equally boring underground expansion where I'm exploring the tombs, the catacombs, um, where there's literally a respawn rate. As soon as you move out of as soon as you move out of range of the the frickin the, the gimmick is in the um I know, Pete, we need to crank out. I'm trying to get all this other stuff done so we can freaking knock out those co-op achievements. But the gimmick is like they jump you with a bunch of raiders, and if you kill the raider leader, all the little baby raiders will run away. But they give you this like mortar gun. But the problem is, is I only have two mortars at a time, so it's not actually useful, and you have to do it from far away. So I just run in. But the problem is, as soon as you leave the screen or go like two screens away, they all respawn. So you're having to keep crisscrossing this freaking thing, and like there's like dozens of enemies just respawning. I just end up running from one place to another. So I finished that. So I'm just wrapping up collection achievements. But I did start because I couldn't stand finishing this game without playing anything else. I did start a Plague Tale: Innocence, and it is exceptional. Um, and you this was on you and it, yeah. this was on you and Andrew's recommendation. Y'all told me to play that. Okay. Um, I had gotten it. I, I had gotten it. I guess it was a P, uh, PS Plus download at some point. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got it and I played it and it was gorgeous. And you know, walking around and then all of a sudden, like incredible violence occurred. Uh-huh. And my wife's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go in the other room because me and Finn <laughs> were just like, oh, whoa, stabbed that guy in the face." And then the rats. You know, there are like thousands of rats on screen at once and yeah. you you like you like shoot out like they're afraid of light so it's like a puzzle game really okay. um where you manipulate light to get past the rats and you have you have a slingshot to try to um get past the the inquisition which is hunting your brother we don't know what the brother's problem is but the brother was experimented on and so part of it's an escort quest where you've got him and they're trying to capture him. We think that he has immunity to the plague. That's what we think is going on. Or that there's a demon inside him. Something like that. <laughs> but in order to get past the guards, you can like shoot out their lanterns. And then once their light's gone, the rats will the just rats eat them. Oh, them. gnarly. Yeah. And then if you move though, if you move, if you move past the, the rats with the light, they'll move and they're like devoured corpses just sitting there like bones and stuff. Um, so you can do that. You can shoot them in the head with your slingshot, which kills them. 
for the ones that have helmets, you can craft this like acid that you shoot at their helmets that makes their help their helmet like burn. They throw the helmet off and you plunk them in the head. Um, but then you have like these standing lights that you can move to kind of block the rats off. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like, it's like a puzzle game. It's pretty you short, to, right? Uh, yeah, I'm on chapter ten of sixteen, I think, and I did okay. that in you know an afternoon. Uh, but it's quite good, and the the story's good, the acting's good, the graphics are fantastic, and it's fun to play. I die a lot. It is it is hard. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the puzzles are really challenging, and getting past some of the guards, I was like, one, there was like a free, I was like, what? My checkpoint's all the way back there? That's horse crap. After yeah. I spent all this time getting past like 12 different guards. Um, <laughs> but it is it is quite fun. Um, but yes, Pete, you and I must, cr- must crank out these stupid Unity achievements so I can look back and never play that freaking game again. Finn's already started on Dark Souls 2, and the only reason I didn't start playing Dark Souls 2 with him, because we played Bloodborne, and DS3 together is because I had grades due today. And I was like, if I start Dark Souls, there's no way I get my grades done. I'm Dark just not going to do it. It's real good. It's real good. I want to hear about your, your Dark Souls 2 experience. Once I finish Plague Tale and, and Unity, I probably will play it. So that's where that's where I am currently uh, currently playing. Nice. What, what do you think about the Switch OLED? Who cares? Question mark. Um, uh, it's just a nicer screen. Okay. I mean, it's it's not the HD upgrade everyone was waiting for. Why didn't they do that? Because Nintendo doesn't have doesn't Nintendo is brilliant at many things, and then just they completely I just, does not understand anything else. I don't think they know that the internet exists, and they don't they know don't. how to read it. Like friend I don't codes, think, friend yeah, codes. I, I don't think they have browsers that are capable of like going to modern websites where they can read I'm, about like what's I'm going on. I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain um, that Miyamoto. Uh, uses Netscape as his internet browser, and, if, and like he tries to go to a modern website and it just doesn't work. Like he sees a link on Twitter, but he yeah. doesn't understand it because his his browser doesn't load it. So they just they just keep plugging along, and good for Correct. them, you know. Like, like I don't, I do not understand. They don't understand. It's very confusing. I did hear that Sony is wasting more wasting more R and D money developing a new Sony VR headset. Hey, Sony, lean in. Let me let me let me explain something to you. Nobody cares. Please stop and freaking make your system better, make your system more available, and make better games. Oh, also, get a freaking Sony Game Pass and stop developing the VR. Nobody cares. Just like no one cared about your freaking Sony Move. No one cared. Like, stop chasing the trend. I don't think Sony can afford Game Pass. I just found out recently. What do you mean they can't afford Game Pass? I found out how much money Microsoft is losing on Game Pass just to Mm -hmm. get people on their console, and it's significant. It's huge freaking piles of cash. They 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 don't need Game Pass per se. They just need some way to make games backwards compatible. You can you don't even have to use Game Pass. Just make every one of your freaking old titles digital so people can download them well, and you'll make a fortune. People pay for it. I don't know if you I don't know if you've realized this, but there is no way to you cuz the PlayStation let me explain this to you. The PlayStation 5 is essentially a PC. Mm-hmm. There is no way on PC to go back and play PlayStation 2 games. Or there PlayStation is. It's called an There's, emulator. What if, I've what played is, a PlayStation 2 game on my what, computer. What's, what's an emulator? I've never heard of that. Yes, you have. I've <laughs> played Xenosaga 1 on my laptop. I'm, kid, I'm kidding. That's all Xbox did. Xbox just built an emulator that was decent into the uh, Microsoft system. Oh, you it's were amazing. being, I was being you facetious. facetious of the whole thing. Okay. Yes. I don't understand why Sony has not figured out that you could uh, some of its licensing i get it but like i don't know why they don't just put an emulator especially for some of their like first party titles like put an emulator in your freaking why is legend of dragoon not available on the freaking playstation 5 it was literally sony it was sony's like first like first party rpg like smash hit legend of dragon was huge on the playstation 1 it's a sony game is legend of dragoon the like Star Fox type game no it was an rpg where you played these like these just guys that turned into they they got armor and wings when they needed to fight and the 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 combat was cool because each of them each of their abilities had like there were it would have this thing that swirled in and you had to press the button like when it hit and each ability had different timing and everything and they would shout it gust of wind to dance and like 
I love Dragoon. It was a good, it was a good game. It was like quite good. You know, when Squaresoft was was the pretty Squaresoft and I guess Atlas and Enix were like the only like the only RPG make makers of any note in town. So uh, it was like it doesn't make sense that it's that it it's not available for digital download. It's a Sony At- game. Atlas did all of the Shining Force porting stuff that I I loved. Yeah. Also, I had to highlight this comment from Reading Rain Bro because that's an amazing username. Yeah, Reading Rain Bro is awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, and you could extend your combo if you kept hitting it. Gust of Wind to Dance! You're good? Sorry, I was. I was t- yeah. Okay. So, else? yeah, it would be incredible if Sony just decided to actually, you know, put emulators in their system. So you could it play- doesn't make. It's money on the table, Michael. People will buy them. Be, it has to be easier to work on getting some of the licensing for those games back than to have to make a whole new game. It has to be easier to do that, right? The the problem is is Jackass CEO or whatever his name is like we don't like we no one remembers just okay games. Well, I remember plenty of just okay games. Yeah. We want to make sure we want to only release. You know what you're gonna do then, Sony? You're gonna release three games a year. That's what you're gonna do. Three? Are you gonna sustain your entire platform on three games a year? Is that what's gonna happen? So and you're... if you are. If they are, I need to know because if they're only going to release three games a year, I need to know now so I can start building up my 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 achievement. Uh, I can start reworking on my achievement backlog on the new Xbox because, like, if they're going to keep going the way of we do not give a crap about anything but freaking the next God of War, the next Naughty Dog, the next Insomniac. If this guy really doesn't care about games that aren't those, like, I don't like I. I don't want to do that, but I also don't want to be like, look at me. I'm, I'm Miyamoto. Look at how zany this new thing I invented is. So I, I have to highlight a couple things. One, you are referring to an actual event that happened where while Microsoft was touting backwards compatibility with a lot of their stuff, the Sony CEO basically said people don't care about old games. Yes. That was their counter, which reminded me that was like almost as bad as the, um, uh, the iPhone people being like, we are brave enough to not put a headphone jack in the iPhone. Like it, it's like almost that infamous of a stupid thing to say during a press conference. That was a real event that happened when everybody else was excited for old games. The Sony CEO was like, ah, nobody cares. And I was like, what the frick are you talking about? Everyone cares. Um, Why don't addition- they have people who like video games as CEOs of video game companies? Additionally, in Sony's defense, there are games that are coming out on the PlayStation that are getting some love that you may not love like the um what's the game that just came out it looks like a pixar game it's about a little girl who is like oh um Kina? Kami, Ka- what is it it's just like Kami of the spirits or something yeah freaking something like that and that game looks really pretty it also i've heard that it kind of plays like it's it's reminiscent of an old ps2 action platformer which that sounds kind of cool um you know, there's other smaller stuff coming out. They also get a lot of third-party titles. But Microsoft is focusing on buying a lot of developers right now. And Sony is doing that a little bit. They bought... um, What's the name of the studio they just bought? They're the ones that did the um, Dark Souls... Or, sorry, Demon Souls HD. They're actually oh, working yeah. on a, their own game now. So they're buying some studios. They're just behind the game. They have less money than Microsoft. Hold on, I thought Sony bought them. That's what I said, or that's oh, what I, I meant. Thought you said Microsoft bought them. Okay, no. okay, okay. No, so Sony is working on stuff. They're trying to get yeah. more games than three a year out. They're just kind of behind, and because games take a long time to develop, it's probably going to seem that way for a little bit. They got Deathloop, which Microsoft did not get, but now hey, Michael, the studios are. Do, you know, do you know how they could make income in the meantime while waiting for those big games to come out? They probably put could. the freaking back catalog on download. They probably could license, relicense some of their old games and allow you to play them. <laughs> do they not like money? Like, are, are they? What they need to do is is if they can't do Game Pass, which I don't think they can. I don't think they can compete directly with Game Pass. But if they took the games that were on PlayStation Now, which they clearly have the licensing for. Yes. And just I would, digital download. I would play some of those on digital. Not all of them, but I would play some of those on digital download in a way that I will not play them on PlayStation Now. Because I don't like streaming video games. At least not most of them. I agree. Why do we? What are we supposed to do if we freaking agree on something? 
I don't know. Because the thing is, if, even if they're obsessed with the freaking subscription model of PlayStation Now, that's fine. Put your digital games in, like, let me download them, and I will freaking pay a subscription fee to be able to use them. Like, I'll pay a subscription fee, and if I stop paying, then I can't use them. Do whatever you need to do. Please put the freaking the old catalog on there. There's no reason not to. It's so dumb. Yeah. Well, or just or just resell them. I mean, that's what Nintendo they they sometimes do a, a minor HD upgrade to just resell their games. They I just I just it bothers me when I see Sony getting so freaking arrogant as to that they're heading the way of the PS3 again. Do you remember the PS3? Nobody does because nobody cared. The 360 kicked the crap out of the PS3 because it was a way better system. The PS3 was trash till the end of its life cycle. Yeah. So there's a couple things that are, are good news. One is that there have been some leaks coming out of Sony that they are thinking about remaking some PS2, PS3 games. I don't yeah, know the timeline for a little while, and you know what they came out with? Mostly garbage. What are the What are the three? If you could pick three PS2, PS3 games to remake I, that you would buy I, right away, can I pick series, or do I have to pick individual games? Pick individual games. Okay, Shadow Hearts Co- Two Covenant. Um, Xenosaga 1, Zervildermacht. Um, and we, I don't want to pick Xenosaga 2. That's uh, not good, but I'll just go at a different series. So those two, and then another favorite RPG from the uh, P- Persona, Persona 4, which won't come there. Like, well, they have Persona 5, Persona 4. Get that off the Vita. Or, what? Michael, why can I not play Persona 4 Golden on the PS5 or the PS4 when it's on the Vita and on Steam? Can you explain to me why I can't play Persona 4 Golden on the PlayStation when I can buy it on the Vita? I'm going to I'm going to answer that question with another question. Okay. Okay. If you were Mr. Sony CEO and you could pick 3 games to remake that would actually sell, unlike the 3 that you picked. <laughs> Which three would you pick? Those three games would sell. Are you kidding? People, I, do, you, do, I you think, know why, do you know why those games cost like multiple hundreds of dollars to buy? Because a bunch of nerds like me who'd pay, you know, 50 cause, bucks. Yeah, because like a bunch of, a bunch, but not Weaves. like a massive ton. Like Weaves. not a massive ton. Do you know what console we I'm not have? erasing you. I'm just like pushing you away. <laughs> Weebs have the PlayStation. But if you could pick three games to, to be big, big sellers, what would you pick? Do you think I played a lot of super popular games? Oh, Time Splitters, which I hear there okay. is another one in development at some point. And see, that's a, so here's that is a good choice because if you are making a new Time Splitters game, bringing back an old one to get some interest is a good choice. So Time Splitters, Dude, okay. You bring Time Split. I will play the crap out of some Time Splitters. So I'll say Time Splitters. I play a ton of PS2, so I'm trying to think of other PS2 games I played. Um, um what else did i play on ps2 that i love and you're not letting me name rpgs you suck you can like, say rpg I, I mean but like name like final fantasy or something like something that's sold you, games i should say final fantasy 12 which they already remade they could remake 10 again Wh- why <laughs> they already have remade 10 it's not on they, ps5 yes it is oh is it yes because <laughs> it's because it's for the ps4 you can play it for the ps5 uh, okay okay they updated for ps4 Nice. So what else? Like, and you're not letting me go back to PlayStation One. So that's it. Those are the two. Those are the two PS. Like, why so, can't I name other RPGs? Another another thing that I've heard, and this is not a this is not a rumor or a leak. It's just I've heard a lot of people clamoring about this. Yeah. Is uh, Konami is now interested in video games again because evidently during the pandemic, every single thing. Uh, uh, what's their what's their business? Pachinko. Pachinko. Every, all the Pachinko places closed down, and they realized that, like, oh, frick, Capcom kept making video games, and they kept making income when the pandemic was happening. So Konami is now suddenly interested in video games again. Unfortunately, they ticked off their main person. Hold on. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yes, Kojima. I'm dead serious. They're, in, they're working on games again. Michael, you don't know what this means. Of course you don't, because you're not a weeb. Go ahead. But I hope there are weebs listening, because weebs, if you just heard what you just heard, that means we finally have a possibility of having Suicoden 6. Because uh, freaking Konami has been that's, sitting. That's not high on their priority list. It. Michael. Michael. I'm, I'm I can calling. Tell you, I can tell I'm you what. I'm calling for things. the weebs on the internet to there are two thi- There are two things that are high Michael, on Konami's priority list. I can't, I can't deal list. with this hate speech against what are the, weebs. What, what do you think the two things that Konami's actually interested in are? Okay. You can guess them. Money and Pachinko. Okay, but what are the games that are going to make the money? 
um, they're going to try to do Metal Gear, and it's yep. not going to make any money because they do not have Kojima. But what if? So a lot of people are saying, what if they remade Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Solid One? For what? You just upgrade it and make it like Twin Snakes, but modern. <laughs> For what system? The PlayStation. Sony doesn't doesn't do backwards titles, so suck it, Konami. What are you going to well, put it out? No, on? it's a re- like I'm saying, remake it. Like make it. They're going to remake it. Yeah. Like, are what they if allowed they did to? That? Doesn't Kojima have any ownership of his property? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he does. Um, okay, so Metal Gear. Okay, who cares? What else? What else uh, do they do? I'm pretty sure they're Silent Hill, aren't Contra? they? Contra. They, they, not... they did do Silent Hill. I'm pretty sure the Silent Hill. In, yeah. I think there's a new Silent Hill in development. I did hear that. I did hear that. Um, yeah. I did not hear. I, I guess I forgot that I didn't realize it was Konami doing it. Yeah, that's true. So, Sui I think Co- the- Sui Coden Five sold a crap load. Oh, Castlevania! They they're also making, making new Castlevania. That's right. They they stopped making video games. Yeah. Well, I'm yes. Up right now. I'm glad they're making video games again. Is all I'm trying to say. And I'm you trying to be excited hate, about you it. You hate? No, you hate our. You're excited until I mention an RPG. Do you want to know when Sui Coden Six no, came no, no. out? You, Let's uh, when Sui Coden Five came I out. I only it hate when you out. mention JRPGs because regular RPGs from America sell, and they Re- are hold cool. on. regular RPGs. So <laughs> you're being like, what, what is what is that? <laughs> Revisionist history, you know. <laughs> 2006. That is when the last Sui Coden came out. And you know but, how it sold? It sold 200,000 copies in Japan. Wouldn't it be weird? 200,000 copies? That's nothing. For an RPG that isn't Final a Fantasy? Game? For It's not a tri- you know, AAA game. For an RPG that isn't Final Fantasy, how much do you think, how many of those do you think any of those sell that aren't Final Fantasy for a JRPG? 200,000 is a lot. That's why they don't make them. Because <laughs> they don't sell that many. That's a lot of money for something that doesn't sell a lot. Oh my gosh. So so what you're saying is that we should just keep putting out populist trash that like it doesn't appeal to anybody except the masses. That's what video games should be. They should just be only they should did, only did, have mass appeal. Did you forget that I'm also like a huge indie developer guy? I just it, don't it, think they should have huge studios making games that sell 200,000 copies. They should make a lower budget. If you want to make a JRPG title, make it lower budget and don't try to make it as big as something I don't that's give not a gonna crap sell. if they put a lower a, big, a smaller studio. Like I'm not saying that Konami's going to put their freaking Metal Gear team on it. Like stick it to two guys in a basement and say develop develop uh Hey, that's that makes sense. That makes financial sense. Yes, X-Factor. Tales of Arise did already sell over a million. And guess what, Michael? It is a weeb game from an extraordinarily weeb franchise. Only Over a million. Over a million, Michael. Why do you hate JRPGs? Are we going to have to come to fisticuffs? Uh, let's see. What are the JRPGs that I've loved? Do you count, do you count Shining Force? As a JRPG? Yeah. I mean, it's not the, it's not, it's tactics, but it's, yeah, it still counts. Um, it's just because I, I haven't played as many. Fire Emblem is great. A lot of Fire mm-hmm. Emblems are great. Um, Fire Emblem it's, is it's because Fire those games, is good, but it is overrated. It's because they're so very long, and I don't, I don't have the time to play a lot of. You them. used to have the time, though. You used to be a a bachelor with unending amounts of free time. I know because you freaking played it's Mario sixty four all the way through. Well, but I played like I played like Persona four, and that's so long. But it took yeah, me that, a long time to yeah. beat it, like a Persona, very long yeah, time. That's true. Yeah, I, I do really like long. JRPGs, but I also like games that have action controls. And if we saw mm-hmm. more JRPGs that did that, I like the. I, so my favorite thing about JRPGs is that they are very similar to manga and anime in which they do not give a frick about convention when it comes to storytelling. No. So they just go freaking buck wild. Like, I That's love what that. I'm Kingdom Hearts is like that. I like that. No, but also, Kingdom Hearts does it bad. Kingdom Hearts does it poorly. Also, I, unlike Kingdom Hearts, I like games that feel good, like with movement and controls and whatnot. And frequently, JRPGs that I've seen, in, historically speaking, are systems-based, not like... What do you mean systems based? So you have to have action combat? Turn based? No, not every time. You, do you... most of the time. Why? Because <laughs> it feels good. Games should feel good to play. They shouldn't just be selecting menus all so the time. So when you're reading a book, like, do you only like books that have some kind of tactile, like? I thing? enjoy like, books like... that have better prose than books that no, don't. Do you, do you like books that like make you like move your hands? Like, do you walk around and like jump around when you're reading your book? Like, do you need to be moving while you're reading your book and like swatting no, people? Books with aren't it? video games, Alan. That's a weird argument. 
I play video games for the same reason that I read books. You play video games exclusively for story. I play video yes. games for different reasons. Sometimes it's for story. Sometimes it's to play a video game that feels then why good. Are you, then why are you arguing with me? Because we do it. That's what we do on the show. Right? Oh, that's we, true. we only that's argue. True. We can't that's actually, true. like, we can't be civil and, like, freaking have real discussions like normal that's people. True. That's true. Okay. No, I think, and I think that's a good distinction, though. I think, I think it is a big deal to me because I do play video games for the story. I think you are willing to play games that are bad in a lot of ways if the story's good. And that's not they, true for everyone. Why are they bad in a lot of ways? Why can't they just be not, like, what makes them objectively bad? Did you decide? Are you the arbiter? Uh, absolutely. Let's well, either okay. me or you, and I would pick me. <laughs> that is not true. Look, I'm blue. I'm the logical, reasonable one. You are red. We'll say this nicer. I think that you are willing to play games that have significantly lower budgets in other areas, mm -hmm. and they can be turn-based, and they can be sprites talking to each other if the story is good. Hey, and other people you like know, higher production. You know why there were so many good areas. games on the PS2? Because they stopped trying to make them so they stopped blowing all their budgets on the dang graphics and actually wrote a halfway decent story. Now it's just like, look how pretty it is. By the way, this is incoherent with terrible dialogue. How long is the Xenoblade game? It, Play either it, Xenoblade or my press a switch. Michael, do you know how you told me that my that my Xenosaga game was? The, it is it is the same company. It is the same company set in the same set in the same That's kind of like world. That's what I thought. But I've it seen is, I've seen cutscenes from that game and it's. A lot sometimes. My only regret that I, is that I did not play Xeno, Xenoblade Chronicles. I, I wanted to play Xenoblade Chronicles so bad, and I just never, I never was able to play it. And I'm I at a place in my life where I don't want to play a game that's like longer than thirty hours. I, I don't have time for that in my life. Michael, right we now. can never, we can never converse. There's no way You're you beat Metroid Metroid Dread in thirty hours. Most people beat Metroid Dread in like twelve. I'm only and you paid full price for it. And you oh pay for, are you rich? We're not. We're not getting into. We are getting into this, guys. Guys, listen. I am the. I am. The, I am the populist class hero here. Michael. Michael, the bourgeoisie here, as a member of the aristocracy, can just he can just dabble in a full price title for five ten minutes before tossing it aside, before grabbing something else off of his golden dragon's hoard of games. But the rest of you, I understand your pain. I understand that we gotta make the, we gotta make the dollar stretch. So value. That's why you play games buck. with a ridiculous amount of grinding. <laughs> like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I hate Unity. Like, this almost made me quit. This almost made me quit. I hate this game. I hate it so much. It's not. It's boring. Like if the story was even kind of interesting, like all the other ones, it's not. How do you make the French Revolution boring? The bloodiest time in and like, you know, France's government's history, and they're just like, you know what? Let's not have anybody die. How, how do you defend yourself with your your twelve hour game? I hate Assassin's Creed games. So <laughs> is that? You can't just dunk on Assassin's Creed. What? I dunk on yeah. Assassin's Creed every week. Yeah, I know, but that can't that can't be your only recourse is to dunk on Assassin's Creed. Hey, everybody in the Discord, there is a new channel that is called, let's see, it's called Podcast Suggestions. And that's <laughs> that's basically where you can post anything you want to hear Alan and I yell about for a long time. Uh Factoro asked if I bought you Shadows Mortar yet. No, it's coming. I want to wait until he's actually able to play it. Praise the sun. Oh, I think we're, we were going to stream that. Weren't we going to stream me and the Nemesis system? We, we could. We time. could. We just got to figure out. We got we to gotta work on Alan uh, being able to stream. He needs to be able to get some gear that lets him do that. Yeah, um, just, just technically, me, you might be able to stuff. do it with the um, with the Elgato thing that you have for your the camera. Cam link. The yeah, cam link. And you could use a webcam for something else. Okay. Um, because I knew this was a live show, I have something different that we'd never done before. Are you drinking Tang? How did you know I was drinking Tang? Because your tongue is orange. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. Are you really drinking Tang? I'm drinking Tang, dude. This is episodes brought to you by Tang and viewers like you. Dude, Tang's good stuff. I wanted something cold and sugary, and yeah. that was what I had in my your house. Your tongue's bright orange. That's so awesome. That was also very weird that you knew that, because... <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's something we're going to do, because I knew this was a live show. I stole this from a podcast that is no longer in existence, and thus I created it myself. It is nice. now our idea. This is Michael. That's what a great idea. Yeah. So I have taken a list. I think there's five games on this list. 
and I have I have the cover and I have the ESRB description with any too obvious information take out taken out. Okay. And I'm going to read the ESRB summary. And I'm, and I'm going to potentially give you the cover, and you and the audience are are supposed to guess what these games are. I got this. There's five of them. The theme. Oh, they all AAA? Um, no. I might not know the indie ones, but that's okay. The theme is that these are a celebration of what happened 10 years ago this month. So these are all games from 10 years ago this month. Some of these are surprising. I didn't realize some of them were as old as they were. 2011? What happened to 2011? I got married. Hey. There were games in celebration of that? What? There were games in celebration of... Some important games came out 10 years ago is all I'm trying to say. Oh, 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 oh. There's not actually a theme. Okay. No, the theme is 10 years ago this month. Oh, okay. That's fine. So October 2011. These were... So people can cheat, but don't cheat. Okay, here we go. I've I've already got it pulled up. The first... What the frick? The first game... I would not cheat. I like games. uh, Factoro guesses Skyrim. Um... That came out in November, I believe. It was 11, 10. It was, it was one of those weird number date ones. So it might have been 9, Michael, 10, 11 or something. Michael, read the title. Oh, I'm not reading the title. I mean, read the thing. I got to right, go, go soon. Let's go. Oh, first game. It's rated M for blood and gore, partial nudity and violence. Here we go. They all are. <laughs> this, is the, this is the summary. I think I've taken out anything too specific. This is an adventure role-playing game in which players must battle monsters to lift an undead curse across the land. That's it. Players use swords, axes, and magic arrows to kill zombies, demons, giant spiders, and other fantasy creatures in both ranged attack and melee combat. They can use stealth, aka stabbing, (laughs) to dispatch enemies at close range. Battles are accompanied by slashing sounds, cries of pain, large splashes of blood, Blood pools may appear on the ground, and some environments depict flaming bodies impaled on spikes. Boss battles, and let's see, boss battles include instances of dismemberment and decapitation. Sleeping Hollow Z gets the answer first. Dark Souls. Ten years ago. That's crazy. I you just, guess. You just played Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne? That's a lot of flipping good games out of a studio in ten years. Holy I mean, crap. That's true. that's true. Dark Souls is incredible. I agree, and I wish they would keep making them. Instead, they're like, hey, why don't we make something else that isn't as fun? You didn't play Sekiro, did you? I don't want to play Sekiro. It's too hard. You, Whatever. Okay, we don't have time for this. <laughs> Diablo. I, that that sounds like Diablo, too. Except for the stealth part. It sounds like literally every freaking fantasy that's kind of the, that's, game. That's the fun part about the oh. ESRB descriptions. Is oh, the this ridiculously is too hard. ridiculous. This, this is too hard. Read another one. Alright, here we go. Ten years ago, this month. All right. This game is rated teen for blood and gore and violence. I'm sure it is. Wait, what? Sleeping Hollow uh, Z says Bloodborne 2 is slightly confirmed. Uh, post thought, that in the Discord. I thought it was um, it was confirmed that they were like doing a uh, 60 FPS Sony upgrade with kind of like an expansion. I didn't I didn't know it was Bloodborne 2. That's exciting. I hope so. Uh, we did talk about Blue Point games slightly, but I didn't. I I don't yeah. think the rumor was Bloodborne. That's- they said they were working on something original. So yeah. that might be Bloodborne 2. That's probably what you're referring to. I did hear about that stuff. I hope. If they make Bloodborne 2, that will please me greatly. Frick yeah. You know, okay, Michael, here we go. One day we're going to have a, something where I'm excited to talk about something on here. I, I'm it's, looking forward to it. I, I would love for you to, to be a hater. Or not to be a hater, sorry. Look, anytime I try to talk about a JRPG, you pull down your pants and take a big crap the on second, it. The second episode, I let you say a lot of good things. Before this was our channel, I let you say oh. a lot of good things about it, okay? <laughs> this game was rated teen for blood and gore and violence and it says this is an action strategy game in which players must defend magical gateways and fortresses from waves of oncoming creatures from first and third person perspectives players use swords spear turrets magic like fireballs or freeze attacks and traps spiked platforms and wall blades balloon tower defense to kill zombies to kill uh, enemies that I'm not going to name because it's too specific. Plants and other fantastical zombies. creatures. The frenetic battles are highlighted by cries of pain, um, slashing sounds, red blood slashes, temporarily stain the surrounding environment. Enemies collapse to the ground when killed, sometimes breaking into bloody fragments that eventually disappear. Is none of the games that you've named. Oh. This is uh, an indie game, but it's a very good indie game. Balloon Tower Defense. 
XCOM. No. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, the Xbox Summer of Arcade? This was like one of the last good years for that. Sure. So every year, Xbox Summer of Arcade, they would have like five indie titles for the weeks in the summer or whatever, where they would release like higher quality indie games. Like some of the major indie games that are popular came out during this time. This was one of the last good years for this. I'm going to describe the cover with those things in mind. Chat, let me know if you've heard of this game. There is a dude. Hey, Factoro got it. Orcs Must Die. Orcs Must Die 1 and 2 are amazing games. This was at the time when uh, video games had leaderboards and you would fight your friends to try to get higher scores. Orcs Must Die is a mixture of tower defense and third-person action where you fight hordes of orcs and ogres, and it's freaking dope. I have never played Orcs Must Die, Michael. You should someday. 2 is way too complicated, but it is co-op. I hate tower defense games. But it's They're it's, too stressful. It's tower defense. Uh, 2 is kind of stressful. Here we go. All tower defense games are stressful. Try to speed through these. Ready. So right now, I think did Factor get the first one? Yes, he got both. Dang. No, Sleepy Hollow got the first one. Okay, okay. Yes, Sleepy Hollow. Okay, here we go. Number three. This is rated T for alcohol references, blood, mild language, suggestive themes, use of tobacco. That's new. And violence. This is an action adventure game. Players explore a city, infiltrate hideouts, and punch and kick enemies in melee style combat using gadgets to defend themselves against gun wheeling thugs, uh, thugs and villains. The frenetic combat is highlighted by cries of pain, punching sounds, realistic gunfire, and slow motion effects. In some sequences, players must solve puzzles or use stealth to incapacitate enemies and free hostages. When players fail a challenge, the hostage will lose his life. <laughs> Some environments contain bloodstains on the floor of furniture. Other cutscenes depict spots of blood or injured characters. One sequence, to, uh, let's see, depicts a character smoking a cigar. And there are various references to alcohol, <laughs> such as she got a little drunk and killed her classmates. Or I give anything for a nice cold beer right now. What? Now, now. I'm going to read parts of it again that that are probably going to give it away, but think about it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Players explore the city and infiltrate hideouts. They punch and kick in Malay-style combat using various gadgets to defend themselves against gun-wielding thugs and enemies. I don't think I play enough games. You've played this game because we've talked about it on the show. This Uncharted. Episode. No. This episode? Assassin's Creed 2. No, the thing is, in Uncharted, you use guns to defeat gun-wielding enemies. In this one, you use gadgets to defeat gun-wielding enemies. Assassin's Thugs. Creed 2. <clears throat> is it not Assassin's Creed 2? No, this is a, this is a very popular game. And I'm sure that uh, the, the, tra- the crowd... The... Doki Doki Literature <laughs> Club. It is not that. <laughs> what, a, what a game, man. Um, Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay, defeat I was prepared gadgets. for this. I'm going to start describing the... Um, the cover, Go. it's completely black and white, except it's it one of those artistically things where it's black and white, but the red shows up. So there's a little bit of blood on a character's fist. The That's title crazy. is also red. It's a sequel to a game that we've also discussed a lot on this episode. It is a licensed property. Arkham City. Arkham City. Yeah, man. Deus Ex Human Revolution is a freaking amazing game. It's freaking good. I've never good. played Deus Ex. We talked about that with, in our RPG thing. We have. Deus Ex Human Revolution is very good. Um, I would love for them to make a third one for that, but I'm pretty sure I listened to uh, um, a journalist talk to the developers about that recently, and that game did not sell enough. That's that's ver- a version of me Yeah. being like, that, that game was very good, but it did not sell enough to justify they it. Had that, they had that problem before that before that one came out. They wasn't supposed to be that one because they're like the first one didn't do well enough, and then they that one came out, and now they're like, oh well, that didn't do well enough either. All right, two more. We'll go quick. I got one more, then I got to go, Michael. Okay, and then Chad and I will do the last yeah. one. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, this one is let's see, rated M for blood, drug references, intense violence, and strong language. This is a first-person shooter. As players execute crime, they use machine guns and explosives to kill human enemies, including police officers, agents, security guards. GTA 5? The frenetic... No, fire, that, that game has probably been out for 50 years now at this point. It's been okay. released for like, 
the frenetic firefights are accompanied by realistic gunfire, explosions, and screams of plain pain. Sorry, large blood splatter effects occur when characters are shot. Okay, here's another big piece. Some missions require players to take civilians hostage, and the players have the ability to shoot the civilians. That freaking bank heist game where you have that clown mask. What's that called? Payday the heist. I'll give you the credit. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, before you leave, do you want to tell uh do you want to tell the people how to find you? Your channel's LinkedIn down below. Oh yeah. Um come to um Library of Alexandria. I talk about uh I talk about books, but I do I do mention the video games in my wrap ups. I talk about what video game I was playing uh, over the month, uh, and I just a regular about- host here. Join yeah. the Discord and uh, suggest podcast things for me and Alan to argue about. We will Thank definitely. Where is Andrew? He's uh, he's he's sick. Still <laughs> down for the count. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why he's still sick? Because his freaking his city is so gross that it's a backed up. <laughs> it's when backed he, up into his real life. <laughs> when he dies, they're not going to have a hearse to bring him to the cemetery. <laughs> go have fun and uh this get was, the dark souls too this was this was yeah i'm gonna try this was a blast michael i have to i have to write two tests do you know that i have to write two tests now before i go to bed so that's what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do that but i'm gonna go do it in there so i can at least pretend to be social while i'm doing work but uh i love you thank you for popping in i am excited i will not be able to do next week but i'm good for the week after that sounds good for me nice thank you Bye, chat. thank you guys for hanging out with us this is this is so much fun live uh michael and let's play this game next time Cool. Sounds good. Let's see. Do I just kick you out? Can you leave yourself? Oh, goodbye. Last one. This game came out 10 years ago in October. Last game. Rated M for blood and gore, intense violence, and strong language. This is a first-person shooter in which players assume the role of a survivor who must battle and survive amidst a post-apocalyptic wasteland. It took me a second to find the camera. Players use pistols, machine guns, rocket launchers, and grenades to kill human enemies and mutant bandits. Firefights are accompanied by realistic gunfire explosions and screams of pain from injured characters. Large blood splatter effects occur frequently and enemies explode. There we go. Rage. Rage was a game that I got from Gamefly because I thought it was going to be really good. It was hyped up a lot because it was made for the people from Doom and Quake. And I played 15 minutes of the game and sent it back so that I could get DSX Human Revolution, actually, is what I traded that game in for with Gamefly. Fallout, does it definitely sounds like Fallout. But yes, Rage is the correct answer, which I believe means that Sleeping Hollow Z, you are the winner this week. Uh, that means that if you join the Discord, <laughs> we'll give you a cool title or badge or something. I don't know. We haven't discussed this ahead of time. It was last minute. But um, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, there's been a lot of people talking about... Um, metroid dread in my other discord i hope we can move that over here because i can't stop playing metroid dread i'm considering streaming some metroid dread on this channel i'm gonna have to make more metroid dread content there'll probably be a metroid dread review on this channel at some point because uh i cannot get enough it's so very good and it needs talked about in ways once i finally organize my thoughts i would i would love to hear in the discord how you guys are doing in the game what parts you're loving how far you are i've already seen that there are there were cutscenes created for the game for if you sequence break there's at least one boss in the game that the developers knew you could sequence break and get an item early and kill a boss in a way that was non-traditional and it's so cool that the developers were aware that you could sequence break in the game and get things out of order which makes me wonder how the heck speed runs are gonna go it makes me so excited for the fact that i just can't get enough metroid dread and if i had um any choice in the world right now i would go play metroid dread but i i probably shouldn't i have other responsibilities that i should take care of so thank you for joining us for this first planned live episode of press x revolution this is a weekly podcast we are planning on doing it live every single week at this time we may have different hosts swap in and out uh normally we have andrew and alan here but um like alan said he could make next week it'll probably just be me and andrew uh we are probably going to start planning like multiplayer events in the discord so that we can try to play games together we're going to try to get streams going video stuff going it's going to be a whole thing because we want to be able to be like regular dudes that talk about video games ever since the um pandemic started and all of the like video game journalists just started working from home it became apparent that like regular people could do some of this and i'm excited to talk about video games i wanted to my whole life so 
Let's see. Did you know Walmart does new releases? This is from Factoro. Did you know Walmart does new releases $10 off? It was nice getting Dread for 50 instead of 60 I did not know that, but also it was one of those things where I just woke up in the morning and I downloaded it and then went to work and came back and it was done and I kind of liked it. So, yeah, if you like physical copies, that's a good one. Thank you, Factoro. Uh, if you want to note that on the Discord, there's a special uh, channel for sharing video game sales deals. So that would be a great place for that. I would like to keep hyping this Discord as much as possible because I want to talk about video games with more people more often. I love it so much. Um, if you like this podcast but you don't have time to watch the video all the time, uh, we're on all the major podcast networks that I know of. And if we're not on one, please let me know and I will try to get us there because there's an audio version of this podcast that comes out every week as well. Um, my primary YouTube channel right now is a, a, a booktube channel where I talk about the books that I'm reading similar to Alan's it's linked down below. Uh, I, I talk about a lot of things bookish. If you're not normally a reader, but you happen to find this video game channel, but you would like to get into adult fantasy. I made a video about that recently, so please check that out. I am so glad that everyone showed up here today. I was a little bit nervous. I was also a little bit nervous that, uh, Alan may not be able to make it. So I had a blast with you guys. Thank you so much. I had a blast with Alan. Thank him for showing up. And I'm excited to do this again next week. Let's talk some more Metroid. Let's talk about whatever's happening. And also remember that in the Discord, there is a place to put podcast suggestions for uh, things for us to talk about in future episodes. Thank you for watching. I love you all. Uh, until next week, we're going to have to come up with a tagline. Something about uh, revolutions or uh, or whatever. So thanks again. <laughs> Bye. Oh crap, I don't know how to do this.